Hey, it's Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the Sensual Sessions podcast, the place to be to sense your fire so you can share your flame. And today we have a very special guest. This is Moira Niji, and she is the founder of Feminine Sexual Alchemy. She has over 20 years of mind-body connection research experience. She's also a universal Tao instructor. She studied directly with Mantak Chia, the one and only, for over 3,000 hours. She has a health science degree in occupational therapy. She has a post-degree diploma in bereavement and loss. She also studied trauma and polyvagal uh, theory. That is uh, the research on safety and trust. And she, she learned directly with the developers of the theory. And she's also a digital nomad. She's been in Bali, Malta, and Mallorca lately. And she likes to eat grapes and dance tango, but not at the same time. So welcome, Moira. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Okay. Thanks, Candia. Thank you to have me here. It's a yeah, pleasure to chat with you. Yeah, so tell us, what is Tao and why it is important? Because I'm going to ask you later on about women's sexual energy. Mm, okay. So Tao is, uh, yeah, so Tao is really, um, it's a kind of a way of being. Uh, it's a philosophy, but it's also very much about practice. Um, it's the art of health and longevity and transformation. Um, and Tao itself translates as the way or the way of not forcing, the way of nature. Um, and so it's a very beautiful practice from ancient China. It originates, the practices that I, I've learned and that I teach have originated from about 4,000 years ago. Um, and they're still even more applicable than ever in our modern day of living, you know. So um, they can be really beneficial. Um, what I love about Taoism is that it impacts on so many levels. So you can really work in it on the physical level through Qigong or Tai Chi or Tao Yin, which is a little bit like a Taoist yoga. Then there's also this branch which works on the emotional level. So we have meditations that help to balance the emotions and to create more good feeling, good virtue in the body. And then there's also energetic practices where you really learn how to conserve and master your chi, your life force. Um, there's also uh, the branch of sexual energy or sexual alchemy, where you're learning to harness and cultivate this really powerful source of energy that you have within you. Um, and there's many other branches, like there's healing in terms of like cosmic healing or chinetsang is a Taoist abdominal massage. And of course, many people will have heard of like feng shui as well, or there's also five elements cooking. So there's many branches. There's also martial arts as well. There's just many branches uh, within Taoism. And so for me, it's a very complete picture. Um, and there's so much to study and learn. I'm uh, an eternal student. Um, and so, yeah, there's just so much to learn about the body, about how we operate, about our energy as well. And for me, it's what I noticed within a very short space of time was that uh, I was noticing very significant shifts in my energy, 
in my emotions, in my vitality as well. So um, I love this perspective of tapping into your own energetic powerhouse to fuel your life. So mm. what what is the main reason we are so energetically depleted in in our modern society, especially as women? What have you seen in your practice, mm -hmm. especially in occupational therapy, that uh, affect us the most as women? Okay, so mostly, um, so, you know, when I'm working with women and when I'm teaching women, um, mostly what I'm seeing is that the biggest depletion is actually stress and our emotions. So what happens is that the emotions, they really deplete the vital organs. And there's different emotions associated with different organs. So, for example, grief is held in the lungs, um, you know, fear and trauma is held in the kidneys. And so we're constantly getting depleted, mostly through emotion. And that's actually like the biggest conflict in the world is the inner conflict within us. Um, and that has such a far reaching impact on, first of all, ourselves, how we feel, also how we progress in the world, because the more negative emotions and stress that's on us, the, the more difficult it is to be aligned with our higher self. And also it impacts in our relationships as well, you know, so whether it's with a partner or, you know, family or friends or colleagues. And so the stress is probably the biggest thing that impacts on, on our depletion as well. Um, plus maybe a little bit of a, a kind of a worldwide addiction to coffee as well, <laughs> which kind of, just kind of numbs us to understand actually how much energy we have. <laughs> yeah. See your coffee cup there. Um, it kind of numb, you know, we kind of we have no gauge when we're when we're on this false kind of caffeine energy. We really have no gauge as to how much energy we have. We're not listening to our body then if we actually need to rest, if we've spent enough energy for that day and then we just need to rest. We just drink coffee, we plow on. So we what's happening with a lot of people is they're really depleting then their sources of chi. So Yeah, there's many reasons, I guess, that it impacts, yeah. Bam, tremendous what you say about caffeine. Yes, we, we live in a society where it's culturally accepted and even a norm to expe expect ourselves to perform. And if we are not on our edge of the best performance, uh, it's okay to neglect and push yourself into getting there well in actuality it's gonna deplete your your saved energy resources and i i am a victim of of caffeine but also <laughs> of, of binge watching netflix and eating yeah. the third fourth fifth slice of pizza And I have a feeling that we run away from, from the nakedness of our experience. And it's hard to accept that we are in the need of rest or in the need of, of tuning in to, to what's going on in the body. Like you say, like grief is experienced in the lungs and, and fear gets like embodied in the kidneys so mm -hmm. what what is the 
the solution that Tao offers, like because you mentioned massage and different practices, imaginary, but as far as as we know in our world of on this side of the planet we mm -hmm. only use medication to fix ourselves well a little bit exercise and yoga and crossfit and running yeah. increases the problem so how come something that is not like ingested medicine can have these results of tapping into the emotions and working into the the areas of the body where those emotions reflect like how does Tao works? Okay, so one of the first things to do is to really look at the physical body. So most of the practices that I teach are working with women in terms of uh, uh, their sexual energy. But of course, we always start to work with the physical body because, well, the, the physical body is the home of your spirit as well. And it's uh, it's really important to be really in our bodies. Um, so that's the first, first step. And, and really what you can do is through qigong, uh, which is a practice, qi means energy and gong means work. So it's like an energy work practice. And you learn to unblock maybe any energy roots that are in the body so that your energy can flow more freely. Um, so that way you can access the energy that's already in your body. And then you also learn to store energy and to conserve your energy as well. And that's one of the first things when it comes to having more energy, Uh, or to, you know, when it comes to kind of energy mastery, a lot of people want more energy. They're trying trying to acquire more energy. But actually, the first thing to do is to conserve your chi. And we forget about this. Yeah. And this is a typical example in how we work is we just keep going. We'll drink coffee and then we just keep going and keep going and keep going and constantly depleting our reserves. So when you start to learn qigong, You become a little bit more aware of your body. Um, you become more aware of your energy. You can sense energy in your body. And, and you start to respect that. You know, it becomes a dialogue. It becomes a relationship. If you're tired, you know, as much as possible, you can try and rest or try and go to bed earlier. Or there's sometimes if you're in your working day, uh, if you're lucky enough to work for yourself, you can just maybe call it a day. Um, you know, so things like that, you just start to understand your, your energy a little bit more. And then from there, then the next step is to work on the emotions uh, and learning to, you know, release emotions, these negative emotions that number one are really draining uh, your life force from your organs. Um, and also kind of a little bit wreaking havoc, you know, like they can cause a lot of disruption to how good you feel in yourself And so bringing those into balance is really important. And then in terms of working with your sexual energy, it's even more important because your sexual energy is neutral in nature, but it has a magnifying effect. So if we're feeling very like, like angry or very anxious and you start to work with sexual energy, you're just going to enhance those negative emotions. So feel more angry or more anxious. And so what you want to do is really bring, bring the emotions back into balance and then and also cultivate these more positive virtues. So we talked about in the lungs, we hold grief, but 
And there we also hold courage and integrity. In the kidneys is where we store like uh, wisdom, peace, calm, gentleness, things like that. And so we want to cultivate those good emotions so that when it comes to working with sexual energy, we're really just enhancing those good virtues. And this is where we start to develop into more blissful states as well. So this is kind of the alchemy of it, actually, is when you start to work with the sexual chi. Love this concept of the alchemy and starting by keeping your energy, keeping your chi, like first fix the well instead of trying to dip into the, the spring. Like first learn to, to manage what you've already got and mm -hmm. then connect with, with your emotions and then to, to the sexual energy that it surprises me to, to know that it's neutral, no mm -hmm. nature, but mm -hmm. it has an amplifying effect. So if you haven't fixed your dwell, it's like having a, a magnifying, like, like pouring a full lake there and it's going to leak everywhere into, mm -hmm. into known places and maybe, maybe even patterns. So th this is like, this is a great reframe also from our habitual societal mindset of more is more and more and more to a view of appreciation to what you already have and and holding it like embracing it yeah taking care of it tending nurturing and then mm -hmm. going maybe for more energy so about feminine it, is there a difference between feminine sexual energy and masculine sexual energy or it's the same energy Sure. Well, um, you know, much of it is is similar, but it can behave in a in a slightly different way. So we're going to get a little technical now, but just in terms of like, for example, the temperatures of it will change. So, for example, for a woman, if we're talking about so when we talk about sexual energy, an important thing to remember as well is that we are not just talking about arousal energy. So when people hear sexual energy, they automatically think of sex or arousal or orgasmic energy. And of course, it's absolutely that. <laughs> But we're also talking about non-arousal energy. So this sexual energy in Taoism is called Jing, and it's a it's life essence, and it's stored in the sexual organs, also in the kidneys as well. So the kidneys will regulate your sexual chi. And so... With this kind of energy, so when we talk about non-arousal energy, so for women, this is a warm temperature, this non-arousal energy. And for men, uh, it's cold energy. And then the opposite is true. So when it becomes uh, this aroused energy, for women, the energy is uh, maybe a cooler temperature. And for men, it's warm. So there's this kind of balance all the time going on. Um, and that's kind of uh, important as well to understand that. Fantastic. I finally have a theoretical reference for something that I've observed and have been trying to share here at the Essential Sessions podcast, that it's not the same sensuality than sexuality, though they are connected and they mm -hmm. can together in the sense that uh, the 
the approach is more towards pleasure in general, not, not only sexuality. And it's like, it's pleasurable, like it's sensual to, to enjoy the touch of the soft screen of your phone or enjoy a mm -hmm. fresh air or, I don't know, a fragrance, movement, etc. Mm -hmm. And this connection to, to pleasure um, gets you in, in your flesh and it's mm -hmm. the baseline to have a satisfying sexual experience because if you are in in the situation in the act and you're like thinking on your spreadsheet and your IRS bank report etc yeah forget <laughs> about it it's not gonna happen and yeah. I feel that a great problem that we face not only women but people in in general yeah with intimacy and sexuality is that we live disconnected from the experience of our flesh and, and pleasure on on our day-to-day -day life lives yeah. and it's so important to to tap in what you say is the non-arousal sexual energy so mm -hmm. could you share a little bit more about this these two aspects of you have like a warm non-arousal sexual energy and when it turns sexual it becomes cold when you're women and men's the other way around and like how can you dance with that okay so well we have like a more advanced practice for for women and so the whole point of the feminine sexual alchemy practices is that this jing or this sexual energy is really the most powerful energy that you have. So it's, you know, the energy that creates can create a whole other human being. So it's a really powerful uh, source of energy for us. And so it's rather than lose this energy um, and women lose their their jing uh, through menstruation. So when they have their periods each month also through childbirth as well, or through pregnancy loss. So for example, if there was a miscarriage, you'll also lose some jing in this, in this case as well. And so the whole practice is to, to kind of recycle this energy, so not to lose it, um, so that you can then bring that energy from your lower centers, from the lower part of the body, and then use that to power up your organs, to send more vitality into the organs to power up your brain, have more creative power in the brain. Um, and then up to the higher centers in terms of this is really more the spiritual path, if you choose to, to use it like that. And so when we work with non-arousal energy, this is a practice that's done. And it's a very ancient practice. It's called ovarian kung fu uh, or ovarian breathing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's a little, um, and so you, so women can actually learn how to sense the energy that's stored in your ovaries, and to redistribute that through uh, through your body to heal, to strengthen, like I said, the organs, the glands, your brain, up to the higher centers and down again, and also to store that energy. So you're learning how to recycle that energy not just recycle it, but also transform it into a higher grade of energy. And so this is really healing practice for women and gives you a lot of health, actually. And that's one of the key parts of the Feminine Sexual Alchemy program is that it's really based around your health. 
Um, and so, and it's really about your your journey through life, you know, through your life cycles, and whether that's from, you know, when you have your periods, if you choose to have maybe a baby, or, um, you know, so maybe like around fertility or post-birth, and also right through to perimenopause, menopause, and into your elder years as well, that it's possible to have that intimacy, uh, to have a sex life, you know, right into your elder years as well. So it's a real, I call them lifetime practices, because what you learn will serve you no matter what. One of my students said to me, no matter what life throws at you, this can help, you know. So you have this toolkit, all of these resources that can really help you um, as you as you go through your life, whether that's your emotional journey, whatever stresses or losses happen um, and also your hormonal journey as well so and that's really important and that's one of the biggest benefits is the health benefits that women get so for example less painful periods reduction in pms are totally gone completely like some women within a few weeks can have pain-free periods Um, and then if you look at menopause that actually you know, this can be relatively symptom free, but that's a possibility. And for some women, this is like, what? Like, I haven't even heard of that, you know, that it's even a possibility. Um, but there's many practices that you can do that can really support you. Um, and I think what happens is that it becomes like a very, a real place, you come into a real place of empowerment around your health, where you take responsibility that's actually your main responsibility is for you to take responsibility for your health. And then from there, um, yeah, you, you, you get the fruits of that, you know? So. Yeah. Then you go into the world first, your, yeah. your inner powerhouse of yes. sexual energy. And I, I love to, to make this connection of, of the variant Kung Fu and connecting with this powerhouse of energy to nurture your organs and sustain your life no matter what circumstances throw at you and it has it has a logic to many body mind movement disciplines such as pilates that actually calls the pelvis the powerhouse or yoga Mm -hmm. and in Mm -hmm. different uh, traditions we talk about the the tantien and and the mm-hmm. lower centers so this is mm-hmm. like tuning in on on the mechanics of of it and mm-hmm. understanding this sexual feminine sexual energy as yeah uh, as the source that that will sustain you and and it's a real move away from morality. I think that's really important. And I think so many women, no matter where you are in the world, you know, I know you grew up in Mexico. I grew up in Ireland, very Catholic countries. I'm living in Spain at the moment, super Catholic as well. And but, but you know, so many different religions, no matter what, like a lot of them had a kind of a morality uh, attached to sex and sexuality. And it doesn't have to be that way, you know? So to 
to reframe it. And that for me was such a relief, you know, and I think back on my education, you know, and, um, and then finally finding Taoism and being like, no, this is, this is good. This is good for you. It's for your health. It's, um, you know, it, it powers up your life. And that kind of a reframe is really important, you know, and it's very empowering for women to, you know, to be able to reclaim that as well, you know, to reclaim that that educational piece and be like, no, this is this is good for me, you know. Yes, yes. Reclaim your femininity and your body and your body anatomy, like your body is yours and pleasure mm -hmm. is birthright, and it doesn't belong to society nor its dictates. So mm -hmm. it's super important to like you say, take responsibility. It's the first yeah. thing. Take responsibility of yourself. Take mm -hmm. agency. Become your own authority. Own, mm -hmm. own your body. Like, it's already yours. And we are very responsible for paying the IRS and going to the supermarket and fixing the car and going to work nine to five or whatever. But we neglect the, the first thing that is ourself and mm -hmm. so important to look at sex sexuality feminine sexual energy as as part of of the whole and and a cent central aspect of your well-being like like mm -hmm. health comes first and morality like shouldn't have even have a place but if you like are very religious or whatever and need to comply with mm -hmm. that like in any case your health should be first and it's just a matter of anatomy of how energy works mm -hmm. so yeah. uh what are like the main changes that you've seen your clients students live in their lives after practicing this ovarian kung fu and the sexual yeah out. the ovarian kung fu is a little more advanced now i should say um but what i would say actually is one of the biggest things is really self-care you know this kind of radical self-care and women really changing the relationship with themselves like really feeling genuine and deep self-love for themselves Yes. And that that in itself is so transformative. I worked with one uh, woman and she was saying for the first time she could look in the mirror and say, hey, you're beautiful, you know, about herself. Yes. Um, so that's really that's a really beautiful um, experience for women to really look after themselves. Um, and then, you know, I mean, we see I see so many things in terms of like You know, I talked already about the periods being like pain free or re big reduction in PMS. And this is even women who have endometriosis, who have fibroids or would have had like a lot of issues and difficulties with their periods. And then with the menopause, like getting, you know, being relatively symptom free um, as I go through that as well. Um, and then, of course, in terms of sex and intimacy you know like I've worked with a lot of women who would say they are having the best orgasms of their lives and some of these women are in their 50s and they're just discovering 
uh, this aspect. Um, and yeah, so and just an increase in libido and that can impact on no matter what age you are, you know, um, you know, your, your libido that if there's stress in your life or if there's trauma, you may find that you've very low libido. And then so by doing these kind of practices, it really creates space for that sexual energy to rise. And um, you have such a sensitivity to the energy as well that a lot of women would experience a big change in terms of int intimacy and lovemaking and sex and all of that. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's a great bonus as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fantastic. That And it's actually what our body is about, well-being, health and pleasure and i love what you say about living the different stages our of our feminine life like our periods and menopause and understanding sex and sexuality as a pleasure for a lifetime that doesn't have mm -hmm. to stop that exactly. it's an expression of of your brimming life force so would you share with us a little practice to get a taste of sure it. sure i can share with you a little bit um a meditation called the inner smile we'll just do a little taster of it and so if you just come uh to the edge of a chair and just kind of rock your spine a little bit and then bring your hands to your heart And just, you're just going to smile to your heart. So just soften into your heart. Just soften and relax into your heart and smile to your heart, your physical heart. There's no need to hold any extra tension in your heart. And the tissues of your heart are soft and relaxed as you smile inwardly. Just a gentle smile, the beginnings of a smile, like the Mona Lisa smile. And the cells of your heart are relaxed and healthy. And just breathing in a red light, a soft red light into your heart. And connect with the good feelings of love, joy, happiness, appreciation and gratitude in your heart. feeling really feel think of a time when you could feel love so you might think of a, a place or an experience a person a puppy whatever it is that gives you this feeling of love in your heart and feel the tissues change soften and relax love joy happiness appreciation and gratitude in your heart. 
And just think, what are you grateful for right now as you smile to your heart? So kind and loving to your heart. Your beautiful, healthy, happy heart. And from here with this love inside, then we have the potential to offer this to others, but we have to first cultivate it in ourselves, this love, joy, happiness, appreciation, and gratitude. And that's the little inner smile to the heart. And that's just a snippet, actually. That's just the first part. And so if any of your listeners would like to try the full meditation, they can go to my website. <laughs> and um, it's www.femininesexualalchemy.com. And you'll see um, there's a little tab for a free meditation and you can download that. And it's like a 20-minute meditation. They can try it for themselves, the full the full meditation. The full experience. I I bet my brain chemistry changed be, because I feel like peaceful, grateful, optimistic, happy, okay. upright, yeah. relaxed, active. Like I I feel like a wonderful equanimity. So yeah, this, this is a delicious taste of the feminine sexual energy in non-arousal mode yeah it's, sure. it's like a, a great um i don't know like like mood to be like you feel flowing so yeah essentialist go get the inner smile meditation practice at www.femininesexualalchemy.com and check what else is there to learn from Moira. It's been such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much, Moira. Oh, thank you, Candia. It's been really nice to chat with you and to share a little bit more. So thank you so much. Yeah. And Essentialist, if you haven't subscribed already, go to centraldepoder.com and get yourself sign up for the essential sessions podcast emails to get these episodes directly on your inbox every week until next time remember to take the time to sense your fire so you can share your flame thank you <laughs>